I think it would be especially good to not skip the what do we like about each other <laughs> portion. Oh, yeah. So, because some people so aren't like, to, why are they? <laughs> yeah, they don't even <laughs> like each other. They all. could just not be friends. Yeah, right. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> That's so much easier. <laughs> that sounds so dramatic. Well, based on this podcast, guys, I think we could just end it here. Yeah. This has been very helpful. <laughs> we realized why are we friends? Oh. Okay. okay. Um, this is actually more of like a breakup episode. <laughs> yeah. Hey everyone, I'm Ashlyn Phelps, the communications coordinator at High Point Church, and you're listening to the Engage and Equip podcast. Specifically, this is the Escaping Babel series, which is designed to talk about escaping cultural captivity with gospel truth. Within this series, we're doing several episodes on how to escape cultural captivity through friendship. God calls us into faith together to enjoy, strengthen, and form each other to become more like Christ. This kind of spiritual friendship is very different from what the world offers us, but is much more human. To get a solid foundation for what we're talking about when we say spiritual friendships, go back and listen to episodes 134 through 136. In this episode, you're going to hear from Aaron, Jill, and Nicole, who are all on staff. They're going to talk about what it has looked like in their friendship to escape the cultural captivity of withdrawing from friendships in the midst of conflict and comparison, and to instead fight for truth, love, and trust through that conflict. As always, if you've got a question about what you heard, send us an email at podcast at highpointchurch.org. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, we're so excited to have you with us in spirit. Um, my name is Nicole. I'm Erin. I'm Jill. And we are continuing with these episodes on real friendships. Um, and I, we're we're all feeling varying levels of excited <laughs> yeah. to be here and to get to talk about our friendship. We all have a coffee with us right now. We, we thought that would be fun yes. because... It's like we're just out for coffee. a coffee shop yeah. or hanging out, <laughs> which is, happens to be in Nick's office with microphones and a computer. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, we're really excited. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Um, part of, so this is, if this is the first episode you're listening to right now in this friendship series, I just want to say that this is, we've been doing episodes on friendship is part of the escaping babble mini series on the podcast and um that's all about escaping cultural captivity with Mm -hmm. gospel truth and so we talked more about what spiritual friendships look like in episodes 134 through 136 i think Mm -hmm. yes is that right yes and then now we're having people who are actually friends talk about Mm -hmm. what it looks like because it's helpful to see um, it lived out. Mm-hmm. It's been cool because to hear it lived out. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Every episode so far has been very different from mm-hmm. one another, like the different mm-hmm. relationships and even like the length of time mm-hmm. that people have been friends. I noticed that, like, yeah, with, with Kent and Mark talking, like, it's been like twenty, 20 years. years, yeah, and like Miriam and Sarah has been like a year, mm-hmm. and so just it's yeah, it's cool to see how spiritual friendships can develop in various amounts of time. Yeah. Yeah. And just as a little bit of a teaser too, I was listening as I listened to Mark and Kent's and then John and Luke and it, they get to this question that's like, what's a difficult thing that you've walked through? And they're all like, oh, I don't think there's really been anything. Like, it's just pretty easy. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Because one of the themes of our episode yeah. the theme. is, the theme. The theme is <laughs> conflict. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, part of why we're so close is because of conflict. Yes. Yeah. So we've had a lot of conflict. Not to throw any shade at them. They're close to Yes. Yes. But oh, yes. Yeah. And yeah. we did decide that by the end of this podcast, we're not going to decide to not be friends yeah. because of the conflict. Yes. So we're, we're, <laughs> we do also like each other. We yes. do. We have a lot of fun. We do laugh. We do cry, but we do laugh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's, um, let's dive in. Yes. How did we all become friends? You two should start. Okay. Yeah. Well, Aaron and I started at High Point mm-hmm. a week apart from yeah, each working other. At High working point, yeah. at High Point. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Um, you guys didn't have the same start date. No. I just no. I mean, assumed you did. Well, we would have. I had to finish working at Starbucks. Oh. For a certain length sure. of time. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That, that was why. But yeah. Yeah. I just thought I needed more help. <laughs> No. Aaron and Jill, if you didn't know this, when they both started working at High Point, they took over for Lisa Dolliger, Mm -hmm. who had done both of their roles in one. Mm -hmm. And so her job got split into two jobs, and Jill and Aaron took those two jobs. Mm Yes. So I was in communications, and Aaron is still, was in connections and still is in connections Mm -hmm. and out of small groups. But, um, so we started very, I mean, it's basically the same time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is true for you, but I felt very in over my head. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I felt like we dealt with a lot of the same or similar insecurities Mm -hmm. that we worked through together and we shared an office. So if one of us was crying about something, (laughs) it was very clear. Yeah. Um, and (laughs) I just remember like, Every day, one of us turning around and looking at the other, like, do you know what you're doing? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but yeah. yeah so so it was just for our friendship was forged very quickly mm-hmm. to something that felt really strong mm-hmm. to me. And so through, I guess what you could say, hardship, but it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it was just mostly a new experience mm-hmm. for both of us. So mm-hmm. um, that was how I But Erin. Did you mm-hmm. want to add anything? Aaron? No. Okay. okay. Yeah. Jill and I, we actually met in college or like, did we meet in we college? Met like, we I met a few like times. I actually remember you coming up to at, in Chadbourne because we both lived in Chadbourne. Yeah. Sophomore year. You came up to me in um, Rita's and. I'm so nervous. You're so nervous? <laughs> yeah. Like, did I do something stupid? Oh, no. It was very oh, okay. great. Um, I recently I was mean, told by somebody that I, someone who's in our small group recently told me that I like two on two separate occasions introduced myself to him and oh. had the exact same conversation. Oh, so that I, happens. Oh. It did, yeah. But I was a little nervous. It was going to be no. another embarrassing thing. No, it wasn't. Anyway. Okay. It's not embarrassing. Um, it, but I would had my Bible open cause I was doing my quiet time. Mm-hmm. So you came up and you're like, hi, I'm Nicole. <laughs> I'm like, you were talking about how you were a Christian and then we just talked a little bit and I was in Navs and you were in crew. And then, I mean, yeah, it was just like a yeah. short thing, but it was fun. That's so I, fun. I, I left a that. good impression in yeah. my mind, but we met a couple of random times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we, we both, um, Jill started attending high point a year before me, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I started coming here and we were some of the only young people yep. at the time, mm-hmm. yep. but we kind of were in different circles of yeah. friends. And then right before Scott and I moved away, we hung out together with some mutual friends mm-hmm. and I think we painted our nails. Yeah. And that. we watched some, I don't remember. Yeah. With them, um, with Annie Hyatt yep. and Allie Lynn. Yep. And, um, and then Scott and I moved away. We moved back and I started. <gasps> you also borrowed my ukulele. <gasps> oh, I did borrow your ukulele. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh huh. Yep. And then we moved away. We moved back 
And then I started working here, which is how mm-hmm. I spent more time with mm-hmm. both of you. Yeah. yeah. And I do remember Nicole, because we had met a couple of random times, but then, I don't know, you moved away or we were in different circles or whatever. Um, I remember there was one time we were running. Um, some of the staff, uh, the women's staff used to go run- running together <laughs> a while ago now. Yes, like <laughs> three years ago. We don't yeah. do this anymore, although maybe that would be fun again sometime. <laughs> but... Um, we went running with um, Becca Cooks and a few other people. Were you? I, you were probably there. I think so. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Afton, and um, it was a different group each time. But um, Nicole was sharing. You were sharing some of your story, and I remember mm-hmm. um, just resonating with some of it and feeling like, okay, mm-hmm. she would understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that I've been through, and I told you something about that after we went running, and you just said, "Oh, I'd love to hear your story," and then you just had me over one time, and we just walked let me around talk. and it had ice cream. Yeah. I remember that we had ice cream cones. Yeah. And went on a walk, yeah. And you told me about what you had experienced in some of your story growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That, yeah. Well, we'll get into shared truths mm-hmm. later. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Nicole and I met. We might have talked on the phone first. Oh, we did. Yes. I don't even remember why. Because there was like a staff. Oh, retreat. staff retreat. Yes. yes. Yeah. That, so you were going to join staff mm-hmm. or potentially? I had been hired already. Oh, well, then we did meet before that phone call. If you oh, I suppose it yeah. interviews. You, yeah. Oh. So yeah, like, you oh, yeah. interview. Yeah. So you were being recruited, and then was, were eventually <laughs> hired to be the worship director. Mm-hmm. And I think the first time we met was you. Um, Nick oh, asked Nick if Nick wanted you to give me yeah, got a, tour a tour of the building. <laughs> yeah, which was kind of funny because you had been here before. Yes, and so I, <laughs> I, know. I maybe part of it was Nick was like, well, they can like be friends and yeah, like, maybe they can connect. I don't know. We should ask him. Yes, but yeah, so I remember. But Scott was basically like, can you show us the really expensive table? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> up in the computer <laughs> lab, yeah, boardroom. That's yeah, so funny. So we did for context. Really, if you've been at High Point. For a while, many, many years ago. Yeah. I don't know if it was for the elders or what, but there was a know. very nice, nice table. table that yeah. was purchased. It still is here. It's That's at, true. Now, now it's in the coffee our, room. Now yep. it's in the coffee space. Yep. Yes. Got moved back down. Oh, big anyway. table. So yeah, I gave you guys a tour. Didn't get to talk to you too much then. And then you came on staff and we got to know each other a lot. Like, pretty quickly. Yeah, pretty quickly. Which, which we can also get yeah. into later. <laughs> so yeah, so, but yeah. I think that was so that fun. Was That's yeah. how we started. Yay. Okay, so what are some of our shared truths? Mm. So we've been using that phrase. If you've listened, this is a repeat for you, but C.S. Lewis uses that um, that phrase in his book, The Four Loves. So things that either like things you have in common, common interests, mm-hmm. common experiences, ways of viewing life, anything like that really could count yeah. as a shared mm-hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'll go first because we've alluded to some of them. Yeah. But Jill and I both, when we were younger, for me, it was when I was 12. I guess I don't know how old, I don't remember how old you were when some of this happened for Um, you, Jill. It it was mostly when I was three. There was like a, I had leukemia. Yes. Well, Mm -hmm. right. Yes. So we had both gone through some traumatic experiences Mm -hmm. as kids. And so um, just some of the, the ideas of like, experiencing something walking through regular life everyday life and then all of a sudden something happens that just triggers this really heavy emotional reaction Mm -hmm. and you're a lot of psychologists will refer to that as flooding Mm -hmm. but um that's just not everybody knows what that's like but Mm -hmm. jill was able to resonate with that with me Mm -hmm. and i with her and so that was that and can 
in the past year or two, that's something that's come up mm-hmm. more. And so we've been able to um, connect over that and over yeah. going to trauma counseling. And how do you walk through that with a spouse? And how do you handle like wanting to repress all of your emotions? <laughs> and I don't yeah. know if you're familiar with the Enneagram, but we are both Enneagram eights. Yeah. So, yeah, P- partly probably because Pro- of those yes. experiences. <laughs> yeah. So that and and just having someone like with a similar you like experiencing reality in a different way. Mm-hmm. And it can be confusing sometimes. But to have someone say like, like, no, you're you're feeling this way because of this and just have those similar mm-hmm. understandings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, another thing we've talked about shared truth is motherhood. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because our kids are only, well, like Micah and Ruben. So mm-hmm. Ruben is my son. Micah is Jill's son. And Luca is Nicole's son. Mm-hmm. And yes. Micah and Ruben are just three months apart. Yep. And mm-hmm. and then Micah and Luca are five, five, five months. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so jumping into motherhood while working still, like, mm-hmm. you know, part-time or nearly full-time or full-time has been quite an adventure and able, able to yeah. resonate with that with each mm-hmm. other has been huge. Mm-hmm. 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 And even just the, um, going through, like, I remember Aaron, when I got pregnant, I would ask you questions mm-hmm. like, is this normal? And, and we would talk about that and mm-hmm. just going through a similar thing and not knowing <laughs> what's going on. Cause we're going through it for the first mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Related to that. Another one of the shared truths was like working mm-hmm. in the local church and in ministry. And I, I mean, I think, especially the the connection between being a mom and and a working mom but then also a working mom in ministry yeah. and figuring out how to I don't like the word balance but like trying to figure out how to steward all of those different roles right. well to truly love our families and pour into them fully yeah. and into our jobs yeah. which we all feel called to at yeah. least for yeah. the moment and well, prioritizing and, yeah. the right yeah. thing at the right time because especially when we, when I first started, all three of us were in roles that were really um, heavy on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Like Jill, now you still do need to do work on Sundays, but it's not as intense as when right. you were yeah. in the communications role and doing announcements and slides mm-hmm. and all of that. And so we would talk about like, how do we love our husbands well mm-hmm. when uh, they kind of become widowers yeah. <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't mean to be over dramatic about that, but it does feel like it, it really was something that Scott and I grieved when I started mm-hmm. working here that we didn't get to experience church together the same yeah. way that we had all of our prior marriage up until that yep. point. And so yep. we've talked about that with each mm-hmm. other and how can we make sure we're really honoring our husbands and caring well for them and also doing our job well. And, mm-hmm. and our husbands are very different from each other, but also have similar um, temperaments mm-hmm. yeah in mm-hmm. that they're um not like on a sunday morning we are if we were with them we yeah. would be the more outgoing one yeah and they will just go home that's another shared truth um, we have i can't yeah. tell you how many times people would like especially when luca was younger but even just recently like last sunday scott wasn't at church and mm-hmm. i had luca and i wasn't on the worship team and someone's like oh this is your son i've never seen him before <laughs> like, well yeah, yeah because he just usually mm-hmm. leaves right afterwards yep. it's so funny yeah. or i've been holding him and they think they it's think Micah. It's Micah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> which if you think that that's very understandable yes but, yeah. yes yeah um 
Also, another thing, when I moved back here, Aaron had also lived in the Twin Cities, which is where Scott and I were living before. That's where you went to school mm-hmm. and lived for a couple of years. Lived, right. Mm-hmm. So we kind of, we never overlapped each other in mm-hmm. either place. Like you, we moved up to the cities, like basically right when you moved yeah. to Madison. <laughs> and But um, that was, it was, it's funny because like when you're making new friends, you kind of grab onto whatever you can. Mm-hmm. And so even though that was, it's just knowing another city mm-hmm. that neither of you are living in now. Yeah. It yeah. still was nice to be able to like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you you know what Roseville Mall is. And, yep. <laughs> and you understand Punch Pizza yeah. and Spy yeah. House Coffee and yep. those yeah. things. And then similarly, Jill, well, it was more Jill's husband, Tim, mm. grew up going oh, yeah. to That's right. camp, the same mm-hmm. camp that I did. Um, and so Tim and I overlapped like working there and knew each yeah. other like years ago. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but even that connection, yeah, knowing Camp Four Springs and then mm-hmm. going to family camp, yep. two summer, or yeah, not this summer, but yeah. last summer, mm-hmm. um, together, like that's been a that's been a fun experience, yeah. and just doing things outdoors. Yeah, we both well, really yeah. like the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that a way I don't really share a truth <laughs> with them. <laughs> yeah, sometime we'll take you camping with us. It'll be. I, I think I told Scott the other day. I know this is the thing. I think I told Scott the other day that I would really. In, yeah, I did when we were in Door County. I said it would be really fun to do a camping trip with like you guys and some other friends. It, like, yeah. I think oh, that I would enjoy. You that. would. I, I really would. do. But it's, I would too. It's so. just like maybe for well, different reasons. But what I learned, I learned that like you can bring an air mattress. Oh camping. yes, yeah. See, yes. What, it sounds like what you guys you can do bring, is glamping, and that oh, sounds great yeah. to me. Yeah, we, at this you point, can have a yeah. fan. You can, ha- you know what? Yeah. You can have an electric mm-hmm. site and plug in all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so I didn't. The first time I ever went camping was backpacking mm. in yeah, Glacier National Park. A whole oh. other thing. Yep. <laughs> that's so <laughs> deep dive. And yeah. so I just kind of thought that's what all camping was. No. Oh, no. That's not what we did. Especially with yeah. a toddler. Oh, right. No. <laughs> See, we have all the air mattresses and all the fans yep. and all the diapers and all the, you know, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Yep. And just to round out this shared truths thing, I mean, like, Jill and I both really like to talk about fashion. We like Madewell. <laughs> and and um, yeah, we really like Madewell and Carly Jean Los Angeles. Not that Aaron doesn't like it. It's just, I've gleaned from the conversations you yeah. two have had, yeah. and I enjoy them. But yeah. I, yeah, I, and like I know Target, and that's oh, we. I, that's we, I also I love Target. <laughs> right. Okay. Great. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes it's that was also fun because moving from Minneapolis, which is a bigger city, to Madison, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna look like an idiot if I wear my hat to work. <laughs> but Jill had a similar hat, so it was yeah. nice. Yeah, we've <laughs> we've counted. Um, so many maybe up to 10 yeah. outfits that we could put together that, that would be the same yes. yeah to come in we matching. made a list at one point mm-hmm. um so that, sometimes that's, that's even like not the same piece but the same fabric made into like two different things but from old navy <laughs> right but, like yes. they just were like let's put this fabric on everything <laughs> well well done old yeah. navy yes <laughs> yeah and the the shirt you're wearing right now is like an orange or a rust turtleneck but i have like a yeah. slightly brighter one yep oh yeah but it's like orange yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. Similar things. We, maybe we think we're unique and then we just show up matching. <laughs> yeah. So. It's good for our I humility. See you in a winter. Probably. <laughs> yes. It really is. <laughs> so we thought that it would be important that given we're going to be talking a lot about conflict and <laughs> ways that we've worked through that mm-hmm. and come to resolution, but still like had to have multiple conversations, that we would first at least mention a few things that we do 
like about each other yeah. let me also clarify that was aaron's idea which was really good yeah i was like we don't have enough time let's skip that and aaron's yeah. like no no <laughs> this is important yeah it's a good thing to be yeah. friends with yes. so many things differently than you do <laughs> then then you won't think that we're like actually fighting maybe right. in this episode i'll be listening to be like why did they even choose to be friends yeah. like yeah yeah so anyway yeah i can go first because i was thinking about this a little bit okay. even on the way in so um <laughs> I've got nothing. I have no, I just I also, Well, I, I do like you guys, but I when you said I'll go first, I was I just thought I have nothing to say yet. So we can cut out dead space okay. in the mind if we need to. There we go. Okay, um, Aaron, so okay. since yeah, we're Aaron, what do you like about yeah. me? Yeah, tell us, please. So I was thinking since we're gonna be talking about so a lot of serious things, I was trying to think a little of a little more lighthearted things. Mm. So Oh that's you're so good at this. Okay. <laughs> What I like about Erin is how good she is at thinking of things she likes about <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> So I'll start with Nicole. So, um, Nicole, one thing I really like about you, and I like lots of things, including your puppy chow. That is like oh, one of my yes, favorite. Yes, that is one of your so good qualities. <laughs> so good. Um, is how you know what you're good at and what you're not good at. <laughs> and there's not at least from what I see and like for the most part, there's not vanity in either of those categories. Mm-hmm. I think if you know what you're good at, mm-hmm. it can be easy to then like gloat in that. And sure. then if you're, if you know what you're bad at, you're like embarrassed of it or like feel like you should be better. Like an example would be, like you know that, and you are like really good at public speaking and being on a stage, either speaking or singing. And you know that that's like a gift that God has given you. Mm-hmm. And you've also commented how like you you don't at all think about the ambiance of a room or how like just the the things that I am like hypersensitive to. And maybe yeah. this is why I really appreciate this in you, like people's body, like um, body language. Yeah, body language and mm-hmm. just like facial expressions. I'm like acutely aware of all that. And you're just like, oh, I like you just don't notice those things nearly mm-hmm. as much. And mm-hmm. that's fine. And yeah. you know, your you know, your strengths, you know, your weaknesses and you you lean into the strengths and you accept the weaknesses. So I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. It's, yeah, that's that's really encouraging because that has not always been true. That mm. There has been no vanity mm. on either side mm. of that. That's encouraging. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then Jill, for you, I have a very hard time being silly or like jumping into things that are like kind of goofy and you have pulled that out of me at really Really? random times yes like we okay but and I thought you would be surprised at this because I think you hesitate too sometimes to jump into that but then you're always a little bit braver than I am like the like two examples are like making soap out of pig fat in in the Gibson's garage because we Nick slaughtered a pig and so of course you have to use all of the elements right. and so and we, I thought it sounded like a good idea until yeah. it took like three days I, I feel bad because I really just kind of bailed out of that project <laughs> like okay. we said before you know your strengths and weaknesses you were like yeah. I'm out I'm this out this is not me this is yeah. not me and yeah. we I think we used like all of your lavender essential oil that oh you like gosh. had like from I don't remember where but That's yeah you, it was a lot we needed a yeah. lot it smelled bad I still haven't used it yes yeah. I haven't either that soap is sitting okay. under the sink in yeah. my kitchen I have to say, I did run out of soap, other kind of soap, like normal soap that doesn't smell weird. Oh. And I used some, and it doesn't, like, I used it on my gut. On my gut. On my gut. I tested it on my own skin first. (laughs) 
<laughs> but um, it doesn't. It, work? it doesn't smell like once it. It doesn't really smell weird. Then I don't once know. Once you use it, once okay. you're using it, okay. And That's even encouraging. like even like it's sitting in the bathtub. It doesn't smell weird now. I don't okay. know if it has to like get wet and then it gets like okay. the smell gets unactivated. I don't know. I haven't gotten rid of it yet. It's but weird. So okay, that's good to know. We made it like almost a year ago yeah. so okay. anyway so that's so, a weird yes, thing that was we did. Funny. And, or, and also like i remember when we got a ton of snow last winter oh, yeah, and we like came fun. out and you're like i just kind of want to run up one of those like 12 foot tall hills and like run down the snow pile and then we did <laughs> and we're like in church clothes and like at the end of an engage and equip or something and yeah. um those types so of fun. things yeah i like i wouldn't do those things unless i had someone like you pushing me and maybe you're not even meaning to push me. I think you're just like, you entertain the idea and mm. it's fun. And I need that in my life. Thanks. So. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be just doing that myself and probably <laughs> like hurting myself. So thank you. Yes. For being there yeah. with me. God, I can go fun. next. Um, they're not as lighthearted. Um, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Erin, uh, I think the, also I'm, this is just the first thing that came to mind. I tend to just speak and not always think but anyway um but I genuinely mean it yeah okay um I really appreciate how much you you really want to seek out what is right Mm -hmm. and so you you will think about things far longer than I will and I'm just kind of like let's just do something like make a choice in this situation and you'll think like okay what are the other options? What are the alternatives? Mm-hmm. Like, is there any other way we could be thinking about this? And, and you, you really value wanting to, and I, and I think you also really connect this to honoring God too. Like mm-hmm. you see that there is a way to honor God in most situations. And, and there's probably a way where you like, maybe you just pick a cereal that morning and there's not a moral <laughs> choice attached to it. Like, yeah, usually. But yeah. I really appreciate that because mm-hmm. I think I can, I can be quick to just do the first idea that comes to mind. Well, mm. like I just said, what yeah. are you doing here? But like, I don't, yeah, I, I value that in you. I mm. appreciate that about you. And it's, it's good. Thanks. Um, yeah, you're welcome. And Jill, um, I think one of the things, and I've, sh- I've told you this before, but one of the things I appreciate the most about you is just how much like you are a person who will point me to Jesus and point me to scripture that is true rather than lies that I'm believing. And so you've got so much scripture written on your heart and memorized that you can bring to mind. And, but I, I see how, like, I know that you will point me back to fixing my eyes on Jesus. And that's just like, it's a, it's an easy thing, especially if you're walking through something hard to get like to get caught up mm-hmm. in what that is mm-hmm. or to turn your eyes inward and just focus on yourself or whatever. But I've been I there have been so many times where you've and, it, and it's not always because you're speaking into something I'm walking through sometimes. And a lot of times it's as you share about the things that you're walking through. Mm-hmm. I just see how you are fighting yeah. so much to do that. And it makes me want to do that more. Mm-hmm. So thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. It's encouraging. Yeah. Um, Aaron, for you, um, I value your like, I'm trying to think of like fierce love. Um, I remember one time I like, where were we? We were somewhere with, there are other people there too, but I was sharing about, I was crying about something and sharing about like some insecurity or feeling like 
Um, and I, I remember saying the next thing I need to do is just show up around these same people again mm-hmm. <laughs> and just know that it's okay that I expressed like weakness and, um, and I remember, and that, and that people won't leave. And I remember you saying like, I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> like, I'm not going to leave mm-hmm. you. <laughs> and like that, I knew that before you said that because of how you mm-hmm. love people. So, mm-hmm. um, that's I've, a really good way to describe Aaron. I just, yeah, yeah, I can resonate with that, Jill. Like I've experienced that from you too, Aaron. How you're just like, like I hate sharing vulnerable things recently. This is a new, and and you knew that I wasn't gonna want to hear you come up to me afterwards and say I'm glad you shared that, but you did it anyway. You're like willing to do yeah. the thing even though you know it might. I yeah, mm-hmm. you were fiercely loving me in that, mm-hmm. even though I just wanted you to leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Not and rightly. I prefaced right. with that. Yeah. I said I think you're not going to want to yeah. hear this. Yeah, <laughs> but oh, yeah. thank you. And that it, that's really that takes a lot of courage because yeah. yes. it might not be reciprocated, or like the person like me <laughs> or Nicole might be like, I don't want this right <laughs> now. <laughs> but you still do it and then we're like oh Aaron was Aaron was right Mm -hmm. and I really needed that so Mm -hmm. yes you're very good at fiercely loving people Mm -hmm. and um Nicole you are really good at sharing the truth in a very loving and winsome way Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um you've told me before um like I need to tell you something it's gonna be really hard to hear like for me to hear and I have felt so loved when Mm -hmm. you've told me because I know that you're not just going to let something fester or you want me to become more like Christ, which is my best in in my best interest. And it's also usually in the best interest of our friendship. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you can share really truthful, like hard things to hear Mm -hmm. and with like a smile on a face, Mm -hmm. like your face (laughs) and like in a very loving, warm way. And I don't know how to do that. And I hope that someday I can (laughs) also do that. Yeah. Thank you. So I yeah. that. It is sometimes like the sweetest, gentlest, most yeah, most gentle smack across the face oh, no. that yes. you give. Like, but I it's think you so just hit me. needed. Oh. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> so yeah. Good. So those are things that I need. Yeah. I'm glad that you both have. Yeah. Yeah. Erin, oh, it was good to do. I that. feel so that great. Being fierce,ly loved. Yes. This is a great example oh, of that. God. I feel so wonderful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now let's good. talk about <laughs> how we. Had fights. Yeah. So much conflict. Conflict. We should say the word conflict, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently. Instead yeah. of fights. But yeah. Yeah. Where should so, we start? Uh, yeah. Well, we can at least... I'll start with talking about a little bit, Nicole, how yeah. you and I started our relationship. Because yes, it literally was yes. based on a conflict. Yeah. Um, hmm. So after Nick... So I'd heard about Nicole. Like I heard about you from from Nick and learned about what your strengths were and saw you interviewed by the staff um, before you came on staff. Um, and then I remember even the first day that you were, I don't know if it was the first day that you were actually in the office. Um, well, I'll back up a little bit. I there, I just noticed that there were a lot of, like some similarities between you and me. And mm-hmm. in the way that we were similar, I felt threatened in that like Nicole's gonna come on staff and I'm gonna disappear Mm. and not disappear like get fired or something but like that I'm gonna fade in the background and that I'm not gonna be able to grow or yeah I'm just not gonna be seen and um, I remember the first day that you were here we were at a staff meeting (laughs) and somehow we were we were going around and talking about birthdays Mm -hmm. and I said Nicole when's your birthday and you said it's in November and I said November what and you said November 12th and I said oh that's my birthday yeah. too 
Sometimes I think the, the I well, I'm yes. confident the Lord does those kinds of things. Yes. Yeah. Like with the people you're most insecure around. Yes. I, I or just, your your children. Or your, yeah. Because I <laughs> love my birthday and my son's birthday is the oh, day yeah. before yeah. mine. <laughs> there you go. Yes. So yeah. it was, it was yeah. even in hearing you say that your, like our birthdays were the same day that yeah. I, I remember thinking mm-hmm. this is intentional. Like I mm. need to work mm. for this relationship that would otherwise be really scary to me and a place where I would want to just shy away and yeah, just shut down. Mm-hmm. So a couple days after that, I asked if I could take you out. I think it was like the next day. Okay. I know it was the same week. It was yeah. because I had one day at work and then the next day was a staff day away. Oh yeah. And then it was the next day okay. that we went to um, TNT's. TNT's. Yeah. yeah. So I asked if we could go out for coffee and we got there and I basically just said, I don't think I'm going to like you. <laughs> I feel like so this is a fun coffee day. <laughs> oh. Yeah. In so many words I said, yeah, uh-huh. I I feel yeah. intimidated by you. I feel mm. like um like this is going to be really hard and I I don't want that to be what our relationship looks like. And yeah. so I'm telling you this now because I'm I want to fight it mm-hmm. even as I'm fighting it right now. Yeah. And I'd never done that before with anybody, but it just felt yeah. like if we're going to work on a staff together, mm-hmm. if we're going to, we're in similar life stages, mm-hmm. like I, I want to pursue this friendship mm-hmm. more than just let it passively happen. Cause mm-hmm. I know that in my own heart, it probably wouldn't have gone well then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, it's funny. Not funny, but uh, just thinking back on that too, I remember all of that very vividly mm-hmm. and I was coming in knowing to some degree that like well anyway I was coming in and I knew a a handful of people on the staff team because they were there when I had attended High Point Mm -hmm. before but not I mean so much had changed Mm -hmm. and I didn't really know you guys um and and a theme with me is that like I'm I'm not I tend to be slow to trust people Mm. um, for better or worse there are certain instances where that's helpful and then there are others where I should be quicker but I remember leaving that conversation and just feeling like, oh, I can trust Erin because mm-hmm. she wasn't covering this up. She was she wasn't afraid to tell me something hard right mm-hmm. away. And that's a that's something for me that I really value. It's probably why I mm-hmm. do want to bring truth to people, but for I see that as something that makes somebody trustworthy mm-hmm. when they're willing to say the hard thing or tell you they don't like you <laughs> and like weren't super excited about you coming onto yeah. the staff team. Like that showed me that I could trust you, that I could know you would be honest with mm-hmm. me, that I could know that you wanted to work through things and fight through things. And and in that, like there was, some, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a thing that I had been kind of wrestling with that I had felt like I needed to confess to somebody, but mm-hmm. I didn't really know who yeah. I should bring it to. But I knew I needed to talk to somebody on the staff team about it. And Scott and I had been talking about it. And and it was in that very conversation mm-hmm. that I confessed right. this thing to you yeah, and told you about it. And, um, mm-hmm. and that was because I knew even though I like barely knew you and what it's funny because like what you had just told me was I don't really like you or want you to be here and then I was like this is something that I need help in (laughs) and like I think in a normal setting people would like I'm just thinking of you know maybe 
Like if you see that in a movie, like mm-hmm. the new person comes to the office and then the mean person, like Lewis yeah. Litt or something, if you watch Suits, is like, I hate you, get out of here. Like normally <laughs> you would be like afraid, but that's not what you were saying. Right. You, were, yeah. you were coming to me in a form of like, I want to confess this thing to you. I don't mm-hmm. want this to be true. I want us to move past this and mm-hmm. grow in this. Mm-hmm. And that made me feel like, okay, I can tell her this thing mm-hmm. because I, yeah. I can trust her. Mm-hmm. And in that, I see so much, such a difference with, um cultural like friendships that are so common um or even not friendships like in that work situation in a normal field maybe not at a church well maybe even at a church who knows but it's very easy and common and human to to first of all just pretend like you do like someone yeah and burn with hatred inside yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and then um and and then it's never killed it's never dealt with um, November 12th comes along and yeah, you are just, and you're just like <laughs> seething. Yeah. yeah totally. And like for you to not humble yourself then yeah. in that way and say, I need help. Like that mm. just seems that is escaping cultural captivity mm-hmm. and trusting the gospel yeah. more. Right. Um, yeah, and that for sure. it just creates so much more flourishing. And you, I mean, you, you guys are close friends now because mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it led to more trust, even though in your heart in that moment, I'm sure Aaron was like, maybe she will hate me after this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There was something I could just, I could <clears throat> yeah. tell and I trusted that, yeah, that you were. Hopefully Nick didn't genuine. want to just hire a jerk. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So it was scary. <clears throat> and, and yet I also felt like even in the little that I knew you, that you were someone mm-hmm. that I could do that with and you weren't yeah. going to like then go stab me in the back later. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think it ha- it set a tone for our relationship mm-hmm. from the very beginning mm-hmm. that we were going to talk about things, that yeah. we were going to deal with conflict, that we weren't going to let things fester, that we would bring them into the open mm-hmm. and move forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was, and it's funny too, because at the time I didn't know this, but that was something that like you had had negative experiences with yeah. that in your past. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I do think similar to what Jill had said previously, like that was a moment of courage that you were like, okay, I'm just going to move forward even though I've been burned before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's one example of conflict. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, like those, some of those feelings, maybe we can transition into that a little bit mm-hmm, too. Like mm-hmm. the feelings of being threatened, mm-hmm. of yeah. insecurity, of like, will there be a place for me? I liked how you said, Aaron, that you felt like you were just going to disappear. Like mm-hmm. that, that your role or what you could bring yeah. to a group would be no longer needed. Yeah. I think that's something that in different seasons, mm-hmm. varying levels, each of us yeah. have mm-hmm. felt with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it can, ch- yeah, it can change season to season. But yeah. I felt that, um, too, in various ways where I think insecurity for me has always felt, well, before I met you two and our friendship has grown, it's felt very much like this has to be an internal battle, which it is. That's mm-hmm. killing sin in your own heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but and there's a lot of insecurity that it's just falsely believing or perceiving something. Yeah. And so it really doesn't, where it's common to feel when you're insecure, this person needs to change something mm-hmm. when really it's, I need to believe the best about them or mm-hmm. put my worth in God and, and my identity in Christ instead of what this person thinks of me. But mm-hmm. um, I've also learned through both of you the value of confessing insecurity yeah um when we feel it in the sense of like this is on me to change (laughs) my heart um and I feel jealous or whatever it is but I want to tell you because bring it into the light um it just clears 
it, it makes it die a lot sooner. So mm-hmm. I've felt that in various ways with both of you, but, um, most recent, well, yeah, most recently in the last few years, um, I've, well, I changed roles from communication. So I was full-time communications and that felt much more like a ministry job, even though it still kind of wasn't, but, um, why don't you explain what you mean by ministry? Yes. Thank you. Um, I, by ministry, I, th- I mean more like pastoral or working directly with people and shepherding them or... As opposed to like an administrative right. role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so communications, there ended up being a lot of room for ministry and leading a team and volunteers and working with ministry leaders. Mm-hmm. Speaking and, into the vision of the right. church. Like, yeah. 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 You had to constantly be thinking like, where's High Point going mm-hmm. and how can we convey that well Mm -hmm. to everybody yeah so Mm -hmm. you're thinking very much vision and strategy Mm -hmm. and ministry and there's an element of teaching in the sense of how do we communicate this message in a way that people will receive it what do they need to hear so thinking about their needs anyway so those are some um some examples of what I mean but um it was more it felt much more ministry focused um and then around the time I had Micah, (laughs) I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to just figure it out how to stay in this job. But I, over time, felt the Lord strongly convict me that I could not be a good mother and wife and prioritize the right things if I was working full time. And so um, I, I, we basically decided that I should change jobs because the communications role needs to be full time. And so I told, I told Nick that too, that I thought that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so even though I wanted to stay in the job and so I shifted to, um, now I'm Nick's assistant, which I also really like that job, but, um, it's 25 hours and it is much more behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is much more administrative. And, um, so in that I've also, you two have had different paths with with where the Lord has led you. And Mm -hmm. so it's felt hard. It's felt like I will never keep up. Mm. I mean, similar to what Aaron expressed, like, will I just, will there be a place for me? Yeah. Um, Even if I don't get fired, like, will there be a place for me to do what I want to do and what I love to do for the Lord and for other people? Mm -hmm. And And all of this sits in the cultural context of like, what does it look like to be a woman working in a church Mm -hmm. and specifically in our church where we um, like it, I think we can give into the fear of like, well, I can't be a Mm -hmm. pastor or elder. Not that I want to, or even think I should be. I wholeheartedly agree. I should not. Right. Exactly. (laughs) But I think we can give into the fear of like, well, then there's only so much room for me to Mm -hmm. grow and take leadership opportunities mm-hmm. and what happens when someone else gets to take that leadership opportunity. Right. And yeah. that place often can be just taken already. And that's right. just the reality. And so, um, and also just, I've worked less hours than both of you. So it can feel like I'm, I need to work more than I have allotted and mm-hmm. to keep up. And so I've struggled with that on and off and just, and so we also have similar things we're interested in. Like Nicole and I, we recently were t- both really interested in strategy, like strategic yeah. vision planning mm-hmm. and te- like teaching. And um, so in that, I've felt like I need to, first of all, kill insecurity. That gets into like, abun- we've talked about abundance and scarcity yeah. a little bit too, mm-hmm. but feeling like 
there's only so much that's going to get used up. And if I don't have it, Mm -hmm. someone else is going to take it. Yeah. Um, But trusting. So the internal fight is trusting that God, that I don't have something, not because someone else has something. Right. But because God hasn't given it to me then or mm-hmm. yet or whatever it is mm-hmm. and I think that's true for a lot of different things not just our jobs mm-hmm. but yeah. um so trusting where the Lord has us in each moment um trusting that someday there might be something I get to do that well and I, I really like where I am so seeing what I value yeah. <laughs> in, in right now and um so that's some of the internal um fight and trusting um, what God has for us and mm-hmm. killing sin and comparison mm-hmm. because it can lead to wanting to um, blame you guys or yeah. or the other person. Well, and I think that the other side of that coin is that ac- the external fight then. Oh, right. Because I yeah. like, even though like, for example, like Nicole's and my relationship started off in conflict, sort of, or like, you know, at least in my heart, I was feeling that way. Mm-hmm. I still have struggled since then. I mean, it's been like three or four, mm-hmm. four years. Right. And there are still times of conflict and insecurity that come up and it doesn't mean that it's easy. In fact, now that I've gotten even closer with you guys, I feel like there's more to lose. And so Mm, I've been even more nervous to bring up conflict. And so um, if you Google like what to do when you feel like your friendship is not what it was or, you know, that it's fading or like you feel like you're not being treated well or something like some of these feelings that I've felt and talked with you guys about, like, the world will say, like, move on, find a different friend, right. go yep. and, you know, they don't, you don't deserve, or you deserve better. It's toxic. Yeah. <laughs> right. And <laughs> I, yeah. I was just like, it's like, that cannot be right. That cannot mm. be like what the answer really is. That doesn't feel like, like biblically, like mm-hmm. what really biblically, what should I be doing in, mm-hmm. in terms of these friendships? And then where that's led me is confessing what's going on internally and yeah. and sharing mm-hmm. with you guys like right? this is this has been a struggle and sometimes asking like do you feel like like this is is it just on me is there something that you've also done Can, like where do we where, yeah. how do we resolve this well because mm-hmm. I, I think that like with that we have to bear our own peace in it but mm-hmm. I mean there's so many examples in scripture mm-hmm. that tell us to bear with one another's burdens yeah, yeah. like I think about how there have been times like I'm, I'm trying to be specific with an example, but also it has happened so frequently. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Like, what, yeah, what was it last week? Example yeah, that's good? a good example. Okay. Do you want to? I don't. But the problem with me is that I sometimes don't remember specifics. It, well, it was more your. <laughs> I said something over like the volunteer Slack communication that. You hurt, hurt my feelings. You. Yes. Somehow. Yes. <laughs> I think In, that's the yes. gist of it. And I brought it to you. Mm. Yep. And told you this hurt my feelings. <laughs> well, so like with that, yeah. So it was some, I think you texted me a piece of feedback about oh, something yes. or hmm. something like that. Yep. And for whatever, I mean, it hurt my feelings, whether or not it, I don't remember the specifics, but yeah. point is it hurt my feelings. And I brought it to you because I just knew if I don't talk about this, this will fester. And mm-hmm. so Jill, as you were talking, it reminded me of the sermon that Nick preached this past Sunday, which was September 22nd, mm. where he talked about Ephesians yeah. 4 verses 29 through 32. Mm-hmm. And in there, it talks about um, not letting any um, 
bad unwholesome speech come out of your mouth mm-hmm. and then also later it says rid yourself of and it lists some hard things and it wraps it up by saying like get rid of all malice yeah. all examples mm-hmm. of malice and nick preached that we should suppress sin so stop the sin from happening mm-hmm. but we should not repress the emotions that we're right. feeling and i would yeah. say the difference between that is when you suppress something you're acknowledging that it's true when you repress it you're trying to convince yourself it's not there right. just ignore the feeling yep. and just say like eh, that's not real that's not real that's mm-hmm. i'm actually fine i'm fine i'm fine mm-hmm. it's like um ross on friends when mm-hmm. <laughs> joey and rachel start dating so um <laughs> anyway i i think that like what we a principle if you will mm-hmm. of like dealing with conflict with a friend is yeah you should suppress the sin like don't be mean to your friend yeah. unnecessarily mm-hmm. don't be a jerk to them whatever you whether can, that's through bitterness but exactly but or, but yeah. mm-hmm. you can still you you still need to root out that feeling yeah. of what it is and that may mean like scott and i have this rule for our marriage too that like we try as much as we can to overlook an offense if mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. right important or, mm-hmm. or big or whatever but if we get to a point where we can no longer overlook it and it's impacting and affecting the way that we're interacting yeah. with the other person yeah. then you have to talk about it mm-hmm. and i think we've in not we haven't said to each other that that's our rule but that basically has been yeah. the principle we yeah. followed that yep. Yep. when it gets to a point where it's like i know and that that at the sexuality conference i knew like i'm gonna be mean to aaron if i don't deal with this i'm gonna <laughs> mm. be like passive aggressive towards mm. her or just blow her off and that's not okay mm. and yeah. so I think that that's mm-hmm. like, that's how we have chosen to handle conflict with each other mm-hmm. to, yeah. to root it out, to not. And like in that, I didn't, you can, you have to take responsibility for what is yours and not just blame the other people. Mm-hmm. But in that as well, Aaron, like you, part of what God tells us to do is bear with one another's burdens. Yeah. And so you recognize like, okay, I hurt her feelings. Like how can I yeah. still yeah. love her and come alongside her mm-hmm. or and change for the future? Yeah. Like, because yeah. I care about our relationship. Right. And so like mm-hmm. if, if you feel if Nicole, you feel loved a certain way or Jill, if you mm-hmm. feel like unheard yeah. or, or heard in a certain way, like I, right. even if that's not naturally how I would respond, mm-hmm. it's the same. I mean, a lot of similar principles to marriage, like you still bend towards that person right. in order mm-hmm. to love them. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that can be hard for me. I'm a really principle driven person, mm-hmm. but I'm mm-hmm. learning a lot from the people around me, from my husband who aren't um, who are more like thinking of the person and the mm-hmm. situation yeah. where like, yeah, like, I, I don't know. There's a lot of chatter these days around like, you just have to do what's right for you. You have to take mm. care of yourself first. You have to like, yeah. and, I, and I understand where that's coming from. And I'm not saying you shouldn't consider caring for yourself. That's not at all what mm-hmm. I'm saying. But I, I do think that if you give into that too much in your relationships, you will abdicate any responsibility you have towards that other person. Yeah. But you, you do have a responsibility towards that person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that we can try to convince ourselves isn't true, mm-hmm. but you still feel it on a really deep level, mm-hmm. which is why you feel sad when like someone moves away and doesn't mm-hmm. call you on your birthday. Right. Yeah. Because you're like, well, I thought we were closer than that. Yeah. And, and, and that is an assumption of a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think with friendship, if you are really seeking to do a friendship where you're escaping babble, <laughs> It requires leaning mm-hmm. into those things. Yeah. Part of that too is a, a principle I've used in my mind um, to help me is, and this gets at what you were saying, Nicole, like versus when you say something or when you don't, but can, am I moving toward that person? Mm-hmm. Like, so 
sometimes if I recognize like I think this is an offense to overlook and I can do the loving thing to the other person, I think it does look like then just sometimes it helps me fight insecurity just to do something loving, like the yeah. opposite of what I'm feeling yeah. to say, whether it's to talk to that person or to share my feelings or to like in a job situation, I can't think of a specific example, yeah. but I know it's happened before where there's some something where it's you're letting someone else get the opportunity, even though you might feel like, yeah. I might feel like, oh, then I won't get it and mm-hmm. I, I won't be seen. Um, so doing the loving action, but if, and then if you find yourself like, I can't <laughs> bring myself to do this right now, <laughs> or that's, you're still feeling bitter, um, bringing it to the other person. Yeah. And that's also moving toward yeah. them mm-hmm. and in trust yeah. that um, you can trust that they won't be, that they will overlook offense too. And that, that you can trust that they won't run away and you can trust that um, you will bear each other's burdens and yeah. work through this and that bringing it to light. The goal is to fight sin together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you yeah. can bring something to the light and it's not a... Um, it's almost not even that personal in a sense in this because we know who the greater enemy is and Mm -hmm. what we're fighting and it does feel personal too Mm -hmm. but I think there's that vision of this isn't real like the enemy is trying to do something here to divide us Mm -hmm. or this happened and that's kind of weird that it happened right at that time yeah (laughs) and yeah there's a lot of examples of that that I can think of can we talk about babies yes (laughs) yeah that's one example I was thinking of right now the thing is like (laughs) I think this would be a really helpful context to talk about some of these specific mm-hmm. things yeah so. I agree I I am yes I'm happy to talk about that okay mm-hmm. I feel like maybe it would be easiest for the two of you if I share a little yeah bit. well yeah. well <laughs> so well okay let's start let's start over. okay okay really quick context uh Scott and I started trying to get pregnant five years ago Mm -hmm. it was three years before we got pregnant with Luca we had had an ectopic pregnancy in the midst of that we had been in the process of adoption had a very surprising pregnancy with Luca Mm -hmm. and then um but in the in the midst of that there were a lot of people who started trying to get pregnant after us got pregnant before us had their children before we were pregnant Mm -hmm. with Luca Mm -hmm. and that was a really challenging thing to walk through that was like two years well luca's about to be two yeah, yeah. so, two so years like ago that was three happening. years yeah. ago when yeah. all of that was mm-hmm. kind of starting mm-hmm. um and that was hard mm-hmm. with the two of you mm-hmm. for me because we came and i i mean this had been happening to me already like we yeah. had already been trying to get pregnant at that point for like two years yeah and so i had already been experiencing other people getting to move forward where i felt like i was still stuck it's like playing monopoly and you you just Mm -hmm. can't get out of jail and everyone else keeps going and you feel like everyone else's life is moving forward and mine's not Mm -hmm. the way that I want it to Mm -hmm. and then now my life was moving forward I shouldn't have been looking at it like that but it feels like that it really feels like that um and so I'm I'm just going to kind of finish the loop of the timeline and Mm -hmm. then we can talk about both seasons of Mm -hmm. this sure does that sound good yes yeah yeah so Aaron got pregnant then Jill got pregnant and then um, Ruben was born. And like the day before I came to visit you, Aaron, in the hospital yeah. is when I found out I was pregnant with Luca. Mm-hmm. So then Luca was born. And then a little over a year ago, Scott and I started trying to get pregnant. And it's been another long season of not getting pregnant, mm-hmm. people getting pregnant before us, having their babies. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Jill, you guys 
got pregnant like um, you're you're doing in <laughs> yeah, so you got pregnant doing, like we're doing beginning of february month, yeah. or end of january or something like yes, that yeah. yeah it was sometime in the winter yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when this podcast comes out i will be 10 weeks pregnant Yay. and so which in the context of this podcast <clears throat> like we're talking about conflict we're talking about hard things mm-hmm. and grieving and mm-hmm. i also feel like i want to say like i have felt so much joy from my friends about like mm-hmm. my pregnancy too and so mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. i'm very excited i feel like that has been an exciting thing but yeah so yeah and then we're gonna talk about the other side of that in yeah. in this podcast which is hard but necessary yeah. yeah 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 so i'm already on the verge of crying which is okay but like that's mm-hmm. um i think this is like we were i asked aaron if we could talk about this because it was very hard for me mm. when she shared that she was pregnant um, because it's, it's just, it's been a long time again and it's, mm-hmm. I've, I've been kind of open like here and there on the podcast. I've talked about this yeah. with friends mm-hmm. and staff. Like it's, I'm not hiding this, but it's just, it feels, um, I feel tired. And so the last time around, I didn't know you guys as well. Mm-hmm. And this time, I know you guys so much better and, and in some ways that's been more difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, and in other ways it's been less difficult, but the reason that I think it's important to talk about this is because this is some of those feelings of like, I'd rather run away Mm -hmm. and a cultural friendship would be like, that's fine. Just do that. Like, um, and so for me, I've been trying to figure out how can I, still pursue these friendships Mm. even though it's so hard Mm -hmm. to do it um but also um do the things that are like emotionally and spiritually Mm. healthy for me right now too yeah so i feel i don't really know where we should jump in with this i have (laughs) i have an i have an illustration or a story from when Mm. um yeah i i really valued this moment with you Okay, yeah. Do you know what I'm going to say? No, but go okay. ahead and say it. But I I just thought of the... I'm going to write it down. And start. Okay, okay, great. Go. Um, so this time around, um, when this winter when I got pregnant, um, well, and for context for me, too, um, because I had, was so sick when I was three and Mm -hmm. had leukemia um, I had heard my whole life that I would never be able to get pregnant and so um, I just sort of assumed that was I never really looked into it I just thought that was true so um, this has been hard for me like on behalf like I grieve for Nicole because there's been these moments where I felt like what like god you got the wrong uterus like what is going on um but there was this moment this time around where Nicole and I had just prayed together for her to get pregnant like it was like one day we prayed that and the next day I found out I was pregnant and I the my first thought was like what why why did this happen (laughs) this is the wrong or like this is the wrong thing um and like Aaron said before, like, we're very happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. very happy to have this child, but there's yeah. these like really intense mixed feelings. And, yeah. um, so I remember I told you then the next day and, um, you were so happy for me, which is so gracious of you. But then I don't know if it was soon after that, it was like a week later yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, 
Nicole came to me and just is okay. I mean, I'm oh yeah, go about ahead. This. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's totally um, but um, she came to me and said, like, I'm just really sad that you're pregnant and I'm not. And we just like cried together in mm-hmm. my office because mm-hmm. I was really sad. Yeah. Um, but in that moment, I really valued that even though I was the person in that moment causing her pain that yeah. we were talking about it yeah, and that she was coming to me for comfort, which that's so hard to do mm-hmm. and so countercultural and so against the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was like one of the most um, beautiful moments I've experienced in friendship, I would say, because just the level of like, I feel this way. It's not your fault, but I feel like it is kind of. <laughs> and like, yeah. and we prayed, we had prayed together. I don't know. It was just, yeah. there's so many things at once happening, but um, just to be honest about that. And it right. was really brave. And um, I was, I am so sad and happy at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think one of the things that's challenging. And so if you, if you're in a season and your friends are in a different one, whether mm-hmm. that's like you want to mm-hmm. be in a different job or you want to be in a relationship and you're not, or you want your children to be following Jesus and they're not, and your friends' kids are. I mean, there are so many experiences of this. Like, um, ugh, I'm going to keep crying, which is fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the things that for me, I've, I've felt lonely in it because mm. not all, but many of my closest friends who live here in Madison are pregnant Mm -hmm. or just had babies and it's hard when you feel like you want to go to your friends to talk about this Mm -hmm. thing and also they're not like they're the ones that are hard to be around Mm -hmm. and that's a it's a a hard thing but I, I like when the day before I came to talk to you or whatever the week of leading up to that like I felt simultaneously like I am this is hard and sad and and I'm I'm excited for Jill also I'm very sad Mm -hmm. but also she's the one I want to talk to about Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. because she's one of the people I would go to about anything Mm -hmm. and it just so happens that the thing I need to tell her is my friend is pregnant and I'm not and by the way my friend is you (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah and I, I think that's like this time around the last time that Scott and I were trying to get pregnant those three years like they were filled with a lot of bitterness and Mm -hmm. a lot of um yeah anger towards God bitterness really warped understanding of my worth and value feeling like God only had one baby to give and he chose to give it to that person and not me Mm. instead of understanding that he's the God of all Mm. creation and Mm. all abundance and and that's not it's not a me or them situation like just a lot of stuff um and so this time around like I just have committed to God and to myself and to Scott and to my friends that like I'm going to do everything I can to not give into that bitterness again Mm. but that has been hard Mm -hmm. and it has meant Mm. hard conversations and having to like um be vulnerable when I don't want to like when I just want to run away instead Mm -hmm. and like um I think Aaron, you were saying if you Google what to do, like cultures is just move on to a new friend mm-hmm. and like, ah, the temptation is so real mm-hmm. for me in that. But instead I've tried to fight and it just has meant a lot of hard conversations, but also being able to be blessed by those relationships. Like mm-hmm. another thing that I thought it was like when Jill was pregnant with Micah, my office mm-hmm. 
was across from hers and my desk faced out of the into the hallway and I could see her and she was facing in such a way where like I saw her side profile and I remember this one day like when Jill told me and Erin that she was pregnant I covered my face so that she couldn't see how sad I was Mm -hmm. like I didn't I wasn't at a joyful point there but I remember sitting in my office like that day or later just thinking now I'm gonna have to watch her grow Mm -hmm. for the next nine Mm -hmm. months like literally watch a belly form Mm -hmm. well now Erin has that office and sits in that same spot and Mm -hmm. um I told I like I I was like dang it like again I've got to do this thing but like this is the beauty that I mean on the other side of Mm. it that Aaron had like I told this to Aaron and she goes yeah I've already thought about like is there a way that I can rearrange my office so that that doesn't have to be true Mm. like I would miss out on what a what a like incredible thing for a friend to want to do to remember that Mm. and to care about me and to want to try and change so that they could like shield me from pain Mm. in a in a small way. Um, and if I hadn't shared that with Aaron, I wouldn't have gotten to experience that blessing on the other side Mm, of it. Yeah. I felt like, and this is, I mean, obviously this is still really fresh, fresh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I, well, I say that and I hesitate because even as years go by, like things can still Mm. be just as like hard and easy to deal with. So, um, but this is just in the last few weeks that these conversations have happened. Um, and, I think something that I've just had to accept is that there's no exact like formula yeah. to follow when it comes to dealing with conflict within a relationship. And the conflict in this case isn't like you sinned me, against me. Yeah. And, like me right. against you. It's like, yeah. there is just a, a, a tension. Situational yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. And it, there's been, we've already talked about and we'll continue to talk about times when, it is helpful for me to ask questions and how you're doing. Mm, And there's other times when you need to lead in that because of how you're doing. And, Mm -hmm. and so, I mean, you guys are talking about my like fierce love or whatever. Like Mm. I, there's a, I need to just also be careful as a friend and know, like, I want to love you. I want to, I so, I have been grieving with you and want to keep doing Mm. that. And I, um, it, they're they're just hard waters to navigate. And which I think again, just goes back to why, like how it's so important how often we're talking about these things Mm -hmm. but yeah knowing how and when is still is still really difficult Mm -hmm. well like I think we I don't think our relationships could have been strong enough to handle these sorts of conversations Mm -hmm. had we not dealt with lots of conflict before this like that's why Mm-hmm. We thought it's important to be able to have one episode that focuses on this because it does allow you to handle really mm-hmm. heavy yeah. and challenging things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I had another thought, but I don't remember what it was. So I'm just going to stop. Otherwise, I'll just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> and I I just keep thinking how trust the, trust is built through those types of things. Like yeah. whether it's a small thing, like where we've, told each other like I feel jealous of you because mm-hmm. this is happening and it's a like really sharing small, a birthday sharing a or birthday like, or like met, mentor I, I know like yeah. sometimes there's oh, been yeah. like oh well you're mentoring this person and I wanted to be they're really cool yeah I was a conversation Jill mentor. and I had I wanted to be this girl's mentor <laughs> <laughs> um so like it could be little things like that but uh it trust is formed 
over time through that. And so starting with those things, because that will then carry you through really hard, like heavy, like Mm -hmm. there is, there is nothing I can do about this situation. Mm -hmm. And we both think it's terrible. And we're also both happy and like just all the emotions that can go with it. And you can't change a thing. Like, yeah, you could just, I could stop being someone's mentor if I really wanted to, you know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. But like those other situations where it's completely out of your control um, and it's just hard and sad mm-hmm. and all the things. Um, so the importance of bringing up those little things to build a really strong foundation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah one thing that I did when this happened I was just, I, so the three of us are a part of a Bible study that meets mm. every other Friday morning. And um, everyone there is a mom and their kids. And in that group, like, there are currently three women who are pregnant, some newborns, other families who have, anyway. So when I found out that Aaron was pregnant, I was like, I hate that group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be around them. Like, um, th- and that was just the, like, uh, obviously I knew when I'm th- thinking, right. Like, that's not really how I feel about them. Like, I- actually I love all of them. That's why it's hard to be there because yeah. Yeah. I do. Um, but it, it was for me just like, I needed some space um, and it wasn't because it was Aaron like that. And that was something yeah. that Aaron and I we had to talk about, about too. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like for you, Aaron, it was like, why was it me that, that yeah. like set it off in you? And that was a hard thing that also for me felt like, I don't know. I yeah. don't know why it was harder with you than it was with Jill or mm-hmm. with somebody else. But it, it was, and I, I think it was because it was just like the, the straw that broke the camel's yeah. back sort of a situation. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I knew that I needed in order to suppress sin, Mm -hmm. but not repress my emotions. I did just need to take a break. Mm -hmm. And that was hard for me because I'm like, from the Bible study. Yeah. From the Bible study. Like I, I, it was, I wanted to not just give in. Like I, I I really wrestled with, am I just doing what culture says I should do? Mm -hmm. Like go away and Mm -hmm. ditch them all and find new friends. Cause that wasn't really what I wanted but I also knew I needed some time Mm -hmm. to not be around that so that I could get to a place where I could it's like flee flee from all sexual immorality like Mm -hmm. I felt like I needed to flee that situation so I could flee rage Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah or bitterness or entitlement like I just I knew I wasn't strong enough yet to bear that burden Mm -hmm. yeah so I texted um a few of you Mm -hmm. and just said like I'm gonna I love you all. I'm happy that you're pregnant. And I'm also sad that I'm not. And I'm going to take a break from Bible study mm-hmm. for a month. Mm-hmm. And I will come back. And I found a babysitter, Joy Hartle. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Thank you. Um, <laughs> for those Friday mornings. And That's one awesome. of them is tomorrow morning. Yeah. And she comes and watches Luca. And so that I can go have a couple mm-hmm. of hours where instead of being at a Bible study with a bunch of other women, um, I get to go have sometime mm-hmm. just me and God and um but mm. I I, I want to say that because I think it's important in certain situations like this where you've got to know mm-hmm. like that's understandable and you were all great in responding and understanding mm-hmm. and still reaching out like after that 
I was sharing with you guys before, Hillary sent me some gifts in the mail. Mm. Gifts are my love language. <laughs> I love it. And she, she sent me some gifts in the mail that were really kind. And, um, each of you like in different ways reached out and, um, but it, there are times where you do need to do some things like that. And, but in that I've, I've had Scott making sure I've had you guys mm. making sure that like, I'm not just giving up on a friendship. Yeah. Well, I feel like even in how you did that, like you made sure to text me individually yeah, first yeah. Mm-hmm. because you thought through like, okay, if I send this to like a group, Aaron's going to think this is my fault. I'm going to feel this mm. guilt and this unnecessary burden. Yeah. Um, and I did feel like even as you were making that decision and going through what you were going through in that moment, like you still, I saw you still value the friendship with me and, and then again with the other women too. And so that just, I think it's easy to go to an extreme where on either side, you think like, I'm going through this thing. Well, I'm going to just power through. I should just go to Bible study. I should just, this is the right thing to do, or Mm -hmm. I'm just going to completely detach and I don't need to justify myself to anybody and like, or, or, you know, I don't need to be careful for anyone else because of what I'm going through. And I, so I, that is a hard Mm -hmm. thing to do, but I, I mean, I commend you. I think that you've done that really well. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I've just, I've just learned a lot from you and in, in this, this whole scenario of like how even in hard times like this friendship can still be strong. It just looks, Mm -hmm. it just looks different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like we need to take as a group, like a collective big sigh. Yeah. 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 Um, Oh, I wanted to say something with that. So Jill, you were talking earlier before we started talking about babies. Mm. (laughs) You were saying like sometimes moving towards a person means overlooking an offense Mm -hmm. and like doing something, even though you don't feel it, like something kind and loving towards them. Other times it means talking to them. So like one of the examples that I thought of is that there have been times with each of you post learning you're pregnant or something related to pregnancy where I have like, I don't want to talk to them right now. I'm going to go to their office and just say hi. Mm-hmm. And like, even sometimes when it's just that, that's been yeah. an, an example of like, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing the small thing mm-hmm. to overlook mm-hmm. the whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I really needed to say that, but it was it on my helpful. Helpful. <laughs> no, It is helpful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Cause people who are listening, like you might be in a position where you're like, I, I feel this tension with a friend. I mean, yeah. that's what all, all these podcasts are, hopefully helping people actual friendships yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. and so things that you can be aware of and can do to lean Mm -hmm. into the friendship rather than away from it um I think recognizing the barriers we talked about this a little bit but like Mm -hmm. just barriers that we've we've each had in like what has kept us from wanting to pursue friendship not even just with each other but in the past things Mm -hmm. um that have naturally come up um recognizing what those are in yourself mm-hmm. is is really good because then you can counter that like no yeah we all have recognized that we all want to withdraw it when mm-hmm. when we face conflict and so and in certain points like in situation yeah it could be yeah. situational yeah and, yeah. Yeah. and mm-hmm. so I know that about myself and so in that case I know that the answer is okay I need to jump in somehow mm-hmm. I need to do the opposite yeah. of withdraw it doesn't mean like going back to the bible study example it doesn't mean exactly the involvement or the pursuit as it might have looked in a different 
at a different time. But, um, yeah, I think if, yeah, if it's very easy to always jump on somebody when they, this is, this is something that I struggle with. Like overlooking offenses Mm -hmm. is a hard one for me. And so Mm -hmm. I know it's, I could probably pick something every week of like something that is said that I take too Mm. sensitively or like too personally and and so I know that that's my tendency and so Mm -hmm. I I know that I need to lean into overlooking offenses and Mm -hmm. and so there's a yeah Yeah. there's a way to monitor that yeah I think for me and it is a different it's like a different pressure point for each person yeah like you were saying um for me that it's and Nicole has touched on this too but um just being emotive <laughs> in front of other people <laughs> yeah. or like when yeah. I'm actually just raw, like feeling very raw, um, not wanting to be around people then. And until I can like get it to a point where oh, I absolutely other people feel like I'm being vulnerable, but I'm a hundred percent not being vulnerable yeah. because I've already thought about it. Um, but there is one moment where we were part of a, there was a book group that was meeting. Um, and I drove there and I, gathering time but I was feeling like I'm gonna cry (laughs) or I I needed to cry and I was crying a little bit in the car and I wanted to just like text everyone even though no one knew I was in the parking lot already text everyone and be like I can't make it tonight I'm sick or like Mm. I don't feel good or like I just need a night at home and even if I was a little bit honest like I'm I just am tired or not feeling great anyway I wanted Mm. to text and leave and drive back home Mm. and I really felt like no leaning in is like going in and crying in front of these people mm, even though it has yeah. nothing to do with the event tonight right <laughs> and that did happen and it was really good mm. um and so yeah it's it's asking it's like those gut checks in the mo- the hard moment of like what is actually leaning in to someone mm-hmm. yeah. else right now oh, it's yeah. so hard yeah, yeah i think too, that's i think this is this idea that you're getting at Aaron is really important for the friendship like knowing yourself but also knowing the person you're friends with so that you can like when so Erin told me she was pregnant like a week later we had to kind of like duke it out a little bit because (laughs) but she Mm -hmm. we were in one of the cry rooms it was before engagement very appropriate (laughs) yes but she basically was like Nicole I know you and I know that like when I came over when you were talking to Jill actually you changed the subject really well but I know Mm. you well enough to know that you were talking about something else before I got there and I know you well enough to know that like when I asked you this question you blew me off and Mm. I just was like sitting there mortified (laughs) I'm like how do you know me so well I hate this and I was talking to another one of my friends who's um we've been friends since college she knows me maybe like aside from Scott better than anybody else Mm. and I was telling her this I was like I felt so attacked that she (laughs) knew me so well and she was like yeah but that's probably means that like when you're when you're healthy you're doing a good job of being vulnerable Mm -hmm. so that like your friends do know you well enough to know Mm -hmm. to like call you out on those things and so that's a way to be a good friend like pick up on those mm-hmm. things or even when everyone's doing well talk about them <laughs> so that like yeah. later you know oh, that's like good Aaron that's a, yeah, that's knew good. okay she's blowing me off like this isn't right we've got to talk about this and mm-hmm. could call me out in that moment mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're when I like the last thing I wanted to do was be vulnerable mm-hmm. like I <laughs> I was talking to Nick about this about this whole situation with the staff team and he's like it's like it's it's good for people to know how you're feeling and doing I'm like I don't want them to know me like that <laughs> and he goes well 
you know, it's like sometimes people like you better when you <laughs> when you share personal things. And I, I was mm. like, I don't care if they like me, which isn't actually true. Like, right. I, mm. of course I do. Everybody wants mm. people to like them. And then he said something else like, well, you know, sometimes, Nicole, you can be intimidating. Like maybe it's a good thing for them to know weaknesses about you. And literally my thought was, I'd rather they be afraid of me than know me that well. <laughs> like that, those mm-hmm. are all signs and symptoms of mm-hmm. I'm not doing well mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. But like if you're in that place and, and your friends don't know how to recognize it and see it, like that's kind of dangerous yeah. mm-hmm. if they don't know those things about you because mm-hmm. then you can just get stuck mm-hmm. in those places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing I thought of, we've been talking about like comparison or like situational, um, overcoming like situational, uh, not conf, I mean conflict, yeah. but like jealousy or like, like perceptions mm-hmm. or like, oh, right, right. But when maybe the person hasn't actually wronged you, but you feel right. sad yes. about the situation. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so do you guys want to talk about like when we've hurt each other's feelings yeah (laughs) like like there was sin involved probably like um well do you have a why don't you share yeah i have a this was this was pretty recent yeah um i'm i i hope i can remember some of the specifics but Erin, you're very good at remembering specifics, and you were there, so you can fill, fill <laughs> I in. Oh, <laughs> I'm thinking. Oh, <laughs> when, yeah. Um, but it's funny because I now don't remember exactly why. But anyway, it was about how a meeting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was there out. was this moment at it was on at, at work. We were at work, and there was. Oh, it was such a dumb. It was thing. so dumb. It was so dumb. So dumb. <laughs> um, but there it was something about how a meeting went and. Um, Nicole and Aaron were talking about it and came by my office. And- I wasn't at the meeting. And so I was oh. here. I was like, oh, how did right. it go? Aaron wanted to hear how it went. And I yeah, right. I just shared like a thought about it, yeah. a couple thoughts with Aaron. And there was one thing that happened that I thought was dumb <laughs> that happened at the meeting, which is like, just that was just my experience of mm-hmm. it. Right. And I, we- I got defense. Then I, Nicole is talking about it and I got defensive because there's just other meetings I'd been in that where I heard different perspectives or whatever. So anyway. Yeah, she, I had, there was, yeah, this, one of the things that's challenging about our staff team is that there are so many people on the staff yeah. team. And so we've got an administrative team and a ministry team and Jill kind of walks the line between the mm-hmm. two and I'm on the ministry side, not on the admin side. And so Jill has... And you've got some of this in your personality that like you see the way people are experiencing things. And so you wanted to be really understanding of like, okay, well, Nicole, maybe you thought this was dumb, but like, did you even consider how somebody else might think mm-hmm. in that meeting? But I wasn't very nice about it. Any the ways, <laughs> Neither the ways, are being very nice the ways that Nicole and I were communicating were like, like apparently obviously frustrated <laughs> you became very polarized in your viewpoints yes. of the meeting. Yeah. And then we were both like, I'm fine. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But like, we didn't believe each other. And like, yeah, it was it. It was very there was this moment where Jill was like, oh, well, I'm sorry. And I just was thinking to myself, no, you're not. And I wasn't, but I knew I had to be. And anyway, I like wasn't at the point of feeling it. So also all the while, Aaron is in the room. Yes. Just like head going back and forth, like watching a ping pong match. And the door is open. This is like in my office. The door was open. 
we're just you know i was standing in the doorway and i think we both were trying to act like oh this isn't a big deal like it's it's we're just right we're just both of us were mad we were both hurt and mad and mad and we were both denying it yeah we both were just pretending it was okay so i think part of that was what you were saying before like knowing the other person like nicole knew i was not sorry (laughs) (laughs) and i knew that she did care even though she said she didn't really care (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so that's why we weren't getting anywhere because like personally we weren't realizing that yet but um yeah aaron was there and helped us she was basically like you both are coming across as very frustrated right now (laughs) even though you say you're you're fine (laughs) and um so just knowing each other well and being able to call out those things in actual moments of like i mean not that the other moments aren't conflict and hard but like it was an actual conflict Mm -hmm. um where we had hurt each other and so um and then just reaching understanding of like oh we both were sounding frustrated and we we both were frustrated, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and- because I think we wanted to just... Well, one of the things... So, okay, I'm sorry. If you don't like the Enneagram, it's fine that you don't like it, but this won't be And if you haven't heard of the Enneagram... Oh, yes. It's, it's a personality... Um, not really a test. It's a personality paradigm. Yes. Yeah. With different numbers and... Yeah. But it. one of the things that I, I think all three of us like about it is that it doesn't tell you to just stay in whatever it is. It shows you some weaknesses. It helps you to grow. Anyway, mm-hmm. one of the things that um, is true for the eight, number eight, which is Jill and myself, we don't like people to know when we're weak. Mm. And that's probably true for a lot of people in general, mm. but um, it kind of is like... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. But it's one of the main things yeah. about yeah. these sorts of people. Like we shared like we shared earlier, I like being vulnerable to us is like Death. I will like <laughs> process it all myself yes. first. And then I will tell you the thing. And which you'll is not, think I'm being so vulnerable. Right. But actually I've I don't already feel any of it. those things and anymore. And I don't need yeah. any of your help right. to like process it. I don't need your help to feel better. I don't I'm need telling your- you for your benefit. Yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> not my own sorry everyone uh, yeah <laughs> especially to our husbands um but yeah and, so and like, to you, Aaron. yes <laughs> so okay. we both neither of us wanted to admit in that conversation that actually we weren't fine yeah. we both were like no i'm fine I feel and we we're fine. very it's very great. raw in the moment mad yeah like, <laughs> that's how we were doing yeah and Aaron was just able to like mediate and mm-hmm. watch this whole thing and then say well I think that you're both actually upset. <laughs> and here's why I think And pretending were... not to be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you yeah. and it was a moment where we needed to embrace what we were actually feeling. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead yep. of just cover up our emotions. And be honest with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've had moments too, Nicole, I think there was another moment around the sexuality conference where we oh, had yep. something like I know what you're talking about. Yep. <laughs> and <laughs> that time, like, it took a moment. I had to remember, I had to realize, like, you left my office, and I realized, I am mad, and this mm-hmm. isn't, like, I, I, so I had to be honest with myself and go back to, we had to go back mm-hmm. and talk about it, and so, yeah, those are some ways to just be honest about how you feel, yeah, and telling the other person, because then, it was like, once that happened, we were totally fine, we were giggling, like, yeah. about it. Yeah, <laughs> you end up bonding over yeah. the thing, and yeah. you both... And this is true for anybody. Like mm-hmm. you realize, okay, yeah, we're both human. We both have feelings of anger mm-hmm. sometimes, and like it's oh, that's okay. And like mm-hmm. we, we, you can come back to that. I think we, I mean, I, 
we keep coming back to this of how like what society says a friendship mm-hmm. should look like. But like I think this is this is really key. I think some people would say, well, just saying that you're fine and moving on is what friendship is. It's overlooking mm-hmm. the offense. It's mm-hmm. saying like we I can just move on. And I think more often, at least more often than people tend to, it's good to to put out those fires and call them what they are so that it doesn't snowball. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that takes a lot of discernment to know when should I, when should I really overlook something? When should I call it out? But I think, I don't know, for me, I think I need to err more on the side of at least expressing mm like calling out my feelings, not like calling out the other person necessarily, mm-hmm. but like calling out this a situation, like naming the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. That is, I think, something that we could, I don't generally, I just think friendships need that usually more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think one of the things that makes, helps that to work is that in the conversations that I've had with each of you where you might bring something to me, you, you both have, I think I can say never, said like, there's this thing I'm insecure about and it's your problem and your fault oh, yeah. and you mm. need to change. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's a difference where mm-hmm. like, that's not a healthy thing because we, we do need to be, again, coming back to this, bear with one another's mm-hmm. burdens, but then also recognize our own peace in it. And so. And confess like, to one another. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the most recent time, Jill, when I remember you bringing something to me, like you said, I just, I know this is affecting me. And so I need to share this with you. And there's not something that you need to change and there's not something you need to do, but I need you to know. And then for me, my part in it has been to be sensitive about to that thing, to Mm -hmm. recognize when it might be going on. And there are ways that I can love you and care for you in that to like help you pursue Christ and Mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. And in that instance, it was like recognizing your identity and Mm -hmm. not feeling threatened or insecure or whatever, Mm -hmm. but helping you to do that. And so that's, that's part of it that like, if you, if you are going to bring it to a person, don't be like, Aaron, I just wish that my hair was like yours and that's your problem. Mm -hmm. I, this that's a very shallow example, but it's just the first thing that came to mind. Like Mm -hmm. that's not being a good friend. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But but I would say it's worth stumbling through those conversations yeah. at the beginning, mm-hmm. so that you can get to a point where you guys know how to have those front or those conversations well and healthily. Mm-hmm. Like just with anything, you have to grow in maturity in those conversations. Yeah. Yep. It reminds me of the verse: um, "Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ." Yeah. Um, and we've talked a lot about femininity and complementarianism recently, but um, in the context of husbands and wives, it does call the wife to submit to the husband. But um, we've talked about before how that means that the wife is gladly and by herself <laughs> choosing to submit to her husband, yeah. not that the husband is forcing the wife to do that. And mm-hmm. so it it's like that in in this instance. In the sense that when someone shares, like, I'm insecure in this way, it's my fault, then the friend knows and can gladly submit to caring for them them in that Mm -hmm. way. And it's not the other person saying, like, I need you to do this because I'm insecure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's um, just letting the other person know. And the other person could do nothing with it or or could take that information and use it to yeah. submit and love yeah. in a specific way. It's been helpful for me, especially like in relationship with you guys and then and some other women too, to think of like, even though I'm not like, we're not married, <laughs> there's not like right. a contract yeah. that yeah. we have yeah. that I still want to look at our relationships like 
a type of commitment. Right. Which, yeah, again, it's not just, I'm not just going to leave when I feel mm-hmm. hurt or yeah. leave yeah. if you tell me that I've hurt you. And like, I'm, yeah. there's, there is this commitment that's there. And there's, so that, that's how this submission, this bearing with mm-hmm. one another absolutely applies to, to friendship. Yeah. When otherwise we might think we can just abandon ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys, I feel like maybe, are there other things we want to talk about or is, is this good? We have been going for a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that's true. We no one is talk surprised. about a lot of things. <laughs> other things probably. Yeah, my coffee's a little cold. Yeah. yeah. It's true. But this has been good. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it's been helpful to you guys listening as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel, because I don't like to be vulnerable and I have cried on this, mm-hmm. I feel a victorious. little bit of an emotional hangover. Like, oh, oh my gosh, what did I just yeah. do? And also, I feel the need to make it light now. Yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> I also had the thought, this is just apparently a time for things we're thinking. Um, I wonder if some of this is like more true of women yeah yes. I, thought of, I did think of that earlier i wonder if i did think that too you might be a man listening and be like whoa they are so sensitive <laughs> um but so hopefully to you women this is helpful yeah well <laughs> and to men that it's helpful too like in well, yeah. maybe some insight understand of understanding kind. yeah yep yep so yeah maybe that's why john and luke are like yeah, i don't really have conflict yeah <laughs> well good for you yeah <laughs> must be nice (laughs) Uh, but i think as a as a real thing female friendships are super hard Mm -hmm. because of this and i've real i mean we've all talked about how we've struggled with them before Mm -hmm. and how this is not always the case and so you can start in your own female friendships doing this kind of thing Mm -hmm. don't wait for the other person to do it just start like confess something and see what happens i wouldn't necessarily recommend that you start off a relationship by saying i don't like you but (laughs) yeah Yeah, this is not a call to like think of the person you like least in your life and then go befriend them like maybe but just start somewhere small yeah like it maybe with your actual friend right now just say something that you're feeling and Mm -hmm. see what happens or confess something or yeah yes Well, thanks for being my friends, guys. Yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> and thanks Bye. for listening, everyone. Yeah. Bye. See you later. listening to this episode of the engage and equip podcast if you have a podcast idea or a question you'd like answered on the podcast send us an email at podcast at highpointchurch.org if you'd like to find more episodes you can go online to highpointchurch.org podcast you can also find us on apple podcasts google podcasts overcast and other apps like that we hope this episode was helpful to you as you grow in becoming a more substantive disciple and a part of the local church If this episode was helpful to you, rate or review us on Apple Podcasts or share this episode with a friend. Those are some of the best ways we have to reach new listeners. Until next time, thanks for listening to this episode of Engage and Equip.